Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Again, it is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network, taking you into the garage area and talking to the folks that make the race cars go around the racetrack. I'm Steve Post, pit road reporter for Motor Racing Network, joined by 25-time and championship-winning crew chief Todd Gordon. How are you, Todd? How's things? I'm great. I'm Good. great. I didn't have to deal with stress of the Roval. Ooh, stress of the Roval. My gosh. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you what. Stress, stress of, um, you know, I, I do the public address, and stress of watching you know, I, I, I'm so fortunate. I work pit road for MRN. Okay. I don't have to be with Alex Aiden, Jeff Striegel, you guys in the booth where you have all of the moving points tallies. <laughs> I'm down on pit road, just how many tires, strategy, everything just, else. Just blind and ignorant. Blind and ignorant. Exactly. I do my best work blind and ignorant. That, that's across <laughs> the board. That's beyond, that's beyond anything else. Okay. So being up there and watching that, I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh, this is giving me a headache. And then it's like, you're an announcer in the booth. Imagine being the crew chief on this thing. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and you know, with the stage cautions oh. coming back. Yeah. It, it, I think, I almost think that that made a little bit of less stress for certain crew chiefs and more for others. Yeah. Because most of those guys, you know, I really looked at it, the top seven down through Kyle, uh, Kyle Larson. Yes. I felt like they were, what, 15 points plus yeah. to the good? I didn't think they were in a bad spot. They were all pretty good pretty good cars, and we're going to yeah. have decent pace. But then you see Kyle Larson wreck in practice. Yeah. Like, he, okay. Yeah. Um, Get those early stage points. How are you going to do that from last? Yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're not going to. So uh, um, it did make it a little exciting. And uh, it was fun to listen to all of the, the, the feedback from the different crew chiefs of, of trying to tell their drivers. Martin at one point said, I, I don't know what you're trying to tell me. I'm just going to drive the wheels off this thing, um, seemed like. But uh, yeah, it's just what a great race. And, and, you know, you saw comers and goers. I felt like in the final five, Kyle Bush. Had Boy. A, I mean, he, he did what Kyle Bush does, right? He gave it everything he could. I put on a heck of a racer at the end. I think that that was the, the fight of the day was Kyle Bush, what him and Randall Burnett did. And, and, and I think, you know, I. I I don't sense that they. I, I don't sense that they had a race-winning car speed-wise. But when you have Kyle Busch behind the wheel of that car, boy, you have a you have a scrapper and a fighter, and he just about got it done. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a really, really. I mean, a really positive run for those guys, and unfortunate to be out of the playoffs. But I think for the first year together, um, they, they've shown a lot, and I think they'll build off of that going forward. The one that I felt, I mean, AJ put together a Absolutely. great race. Absolutely, we we we, we got to not, we've got to, we got to give kudos where kudos belong. You know, Matt Swiderski and and AJ Allmendinger put together a really good pace, and AJ executed. I mean, he yeah. he passed cars when he needed to. He made the passes. He did. She showed why he is a yeah. he's really good at road courses. And down the stretch, he nailed those restarts. 
And, and here's the thing, listening to AJ afterward, he knew everyone around him. He knew Ty mm-hmm. was going for that first win. Kyle was going for this. William might have been a little bit less. Yes. You know, you know, knows it. And but boy, AJ nailed every restart at the end of that race. He had he had, I think, a couple spots. There was uh, you know, he didn't get off of eight very well and and at one point. One point yep. But you know, had the wherewithal to Okay, as we come to the back stretch chicane, I'm I'm staggering left. You want to pass me, you're going to have to roll around the outside of me. Yeah, and did that. William couldn't make a move there, and and then his his drive off was really good. So, um, you know, he put together. I mean, it was it wasn't two or three laps. It was thirty. It seems yes. like yes. he put together a, a phenomenal end of the race. And um, you know, I'll, I those guys did. They deserved it. Right. They won it. Absolutely. The one I want to talk about that I don't think everybody put put all together. Chase Elliott got caught by a yellow flag. Oh, what he had when he had to swerve there. Because right I now. think Chase Elliott races AJ Allmendinger for the win. If that doesn't happen, because- I, I do. Now they later ran something over, had a flat tire, came to pit road, but uh, they were in position. He's yeah. coming to pit road within a hundred yards of pit road when the caution comes out for Balicki spinning. Um, and that traps them where they end up winning stage two. He <laughs> never heard a crew chief so upset, upset about, about winning, winning stage, a stage two. But uh, yeah. um, that kind of buried them back, lost some track position. Alan Gustafson and Chase Elliott. Yep. They scored the second most points in that state of anybody. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. The nine car is still in the owner's, the owner's points. points. The 19 got bumped out by the nine. The nine finished second right. in that stage in points. Because of those stage points. Even even being, not having all the playoff points to start with, they just, they've, their worst finish in the playoffs is 11th. They've been so strong. They they've have. They've been very, very solid. Outside of William Byron's first, second, second, William Alan Gustafson and, and Chase Elliott, I think have been the second best car in the playoff. Yeah. They've been really, really good. No doubt about that. Um, I loved... We we live in we live in a world. I think AJ's reaction post race was so refreshing, because the and, and and Lord knows what's going on at College Racing next year. And I'm glad okay. to see AJ finally can get some emotion out. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, AJ can get some emotion. <laughs> Just listen to the radio three minutes into practice when the car is not good. You'll get more emotion. You get all the emotion you want out of AJ then. But winning a cup race mm-hmm. is hard. Yes, it's hard. The, the challenge we have in this sport is guys like William Byron and Martin Truex Jr. and Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson mm-hmm. at times make it look easy. It's not easy. Yes. It is hard. Uh, and I think that was so refreshing because, and, 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 and again, William and, and Kyle and Denny and Martin are not the emotional guys that are going right. to get out. You know it's in there. You know they know what they just accomplished. Yeah. Boy, there's times we need to see it. Winning a cup race is hard, and that was that was that, Especially that was for a team that's like Colleg, that's, that's a, yeah. a, a growing team and not a key partner. Right. They're, they're working on a less information, and, and they won this race. Yes, they did. It, they didn't, and I, I'm... Every win, you never apologize for a win. Right. I've said that because for every win that you feel like you may not have been the best car, but you want it, there's three opportunities that you could talk, talk yeah. about, well, I should have won this if, one. Yeah, if, um, yeah. I've lived that. So, yeah. uh, but you, you go back and they won this race. Yep. They, they put themselves in position. They actually executed. They outraced. Yep. They, they passed cars to get there. They passed Kyle Busch. I just... This wasn't one where guys wrecked out and they no. backed into it. No, they, this they is, went out this and took is this one race. that AJ should be extremely proud about. I won the Rover. 
and we took it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Key partners, big teams, Fords, yep. Toyotas, Chevys. We took it to everybody, and, and we brought the trophy back. Yes. That was yeah. great stuff. Um, I want to talk about the four drivers. We'll, we'll talk about the playoffs coming up later on. We're going to talk to Jonathan Hassler today, one of the crew chiefs, Ryan Blaney's crew chiefs. Ross Chastain, Phil Surgeon. Boy, we spent the first two-thirds of last year talking about the speed they had and everything, and they've been good, but I think that that they've fallen out of this thing at about the appropriate time, unfortunately. Their performance just hasn't been great, and that's where we're at now with it. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree with that. And and unfortunate for them, their really rookie season was so good. Right, exactly. If if we eliminate the 2021 season or 2022 season, Oh, gosh. We're talking about how great Trackhouse has done. Good point. I, it's, just, it, it's just that they, the first year they hit on this car, and we knew that this car was going to bring that opportunity. They've got a little bit of work to do. They've got some, they've got some figuring out to do to get the pace back that they had, they, to catch up to where everybody right. else has kind of leapfrogged them. They haven't lost. Right. They just haven't gained what some of the others some have. Some of their teams have gained so them. They've got a little work to do there, but um, you know, still, you made it to the round of 12. Yeah. Um, yeah. And honestly, they're a victim of a Talladega wreck that they couldn't control. Well, that's true, too. Yeah, he doesn't they have that They scored one point at Talladega. Yeah. That's what eliminated them. That's, yeah. it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't Texas, and it wasn't here. It was one point at Talladega. You and they were trying be, to be smart about it. The stage end was coming, so okay, I'm going to go grab some stage points, and then Ricky Stenhouse runs out of gas, and Kyle, Kyle Busch is trying to get around him. And it's, it, yeah. that ended their day. So, unfortunate for those guys. Right. Um, we've talked about this, um, Bubba Wallace and Booty Barker, the last two months, the last three months, um, I think, and, and, and Bubba was, I, I think Bubba, his response to getting eliminated from the playoffs was so appropriate, disappointed that they got eliminated from mm-hmm. the playoffs, but looking at the big picture, I don't know that I saw Bubba Wallace and Booty Barker doing what they've done over the last two or three months because they've been playoff racing. They've been yep. playoff racing since July. They really grounded out to yeah, this the, point. The piece, the piece that cost Bubba Wallace is what the first two-thirds of the regular season were like. Yeah. No bonus point. Yeah. And the run that they've been on oh, from, from about the two-thirds point of the regular season, they've put together, they've been a playoff contender. They have put together races. They've executed. They've not fallen out. They've not They've taken advantage of it. Bubba hopped out and, and, and talked about wanting, you know, I, I gave it up at Texas. You didn't give it up at Texas. No. It, you, yeah. you didn't win Texas. You're right. You had the best car. But you had a, you had stack up of late restarts. and, and Yeah, late restarts. Are- you have to be there multiple times to understand it. I am sure that he learned things he would do different about those right. restarts. And that's part of the progression. But understanding that, realizing it, yeah. but they... You're, you're sitting there, you're Booty Barker, you're Denny Hamlin, you're Michael Jordan. You have got to be figuring, man, we, we've, we are building something into their special. Own. Yeah. We really are. Yeah, they're coming into their own. Really, truly are. Brad Keselowski, Matt McCall. Um, you know, just the, they, they, when it comes to Saturday, there was, or Sunday, there was too many mistakes. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, but yeah. missed, uh, the, missed the chicane in front of stretch and had to do a pass through. Right, exactly. But uh, but again, I, I when you look at where RFK was, uh, one is eliminated in the round of twelve. One is still going in the round of eight. Yeah, yeah, that's a far cry from where they were when, he, when Brad walked in the doors. <laughs> My gosh, you're right about that. And and and, and really, uh, you look at it. Um, yeah, I wish I think Brad probably wishes he could go back to Talladega and maybe not push on that forty two car. Well, there's that. Yeah, but you know, what you it could have shown. You can't. You can't. Yeah. But 
they've come much like we talk about track house they've come leaps and they bounds really have and, really. and they're continuing their path it'll be interesting to see where this yeah. where this team runs into next year finally the last driver out the rookie combination kyle bush and randall burnett um I know there's disappointment in it, but boy, there's, they, they put together for their first year together and Kyle in a totally new situation, getting a couple wins early in the year. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic for this duo as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they've had speed. They've got three wins, yep. three different types three of different racetracks. Types of racetracks. That's right. Three wins. Um, yeah. With Gateway, and, yeah. And you look at it and, you know, I listened to Randall on, uh, on his, his morning or on his interview with chocolate and that group. Uh, um, he just talked about execution. And yep. those are things that you can work on. Yeah, Cleaning absolutely. up the executions are things that they're very tangible. Those are yeah. things that you can do. Finding speed, that becomes a lot more difficult. But yeah. I, I look forward to what, how this program, the yeah. whole RCR program grows following the, their, their this, lead. This to me, yeah. Because this is, this is bigger than Kyle and Randall. This mm-hmm. is RCR. Mm-hmm. And th- I'm not sure where RCR was a year and a half ago, but I feel like I know now that they've got some really good direction and good leadership to move into yeah. that next tier. And, and Kyle isn't just a driver. No, he's so much more than that. He, he will uh, push that program yeah. in a lot of different ways that, yeah. that we don't ever see. I'll never forget. It was like Phoenix or Auto Club. It was like second or third race of the season. I walk in the pits and I said to Randall, I said, so how you like a new driver? He says, now I know why we lost to him so much. That guy is into every facet of this team and he makes every facet of this team better. Mm -hmm. Randall was just like, man, we've got something here. So fun stuff. That is really, really cool. And a great, great season. Round of 12 is wrapped up with that race at the Roval. The round of eight goes on. We go to Las Vegas. One of the drivers and teams that will move on is Ryan Blaney up at Team Penske. And when we come back, Jonathan Hassler, his crew chief, joins us here on Crew Call. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Welcome back. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. Let's go right to it via Zoom call from up at Team Penske Shops in Mooresville, North Carolina. Jonathan Asler, crew chief for Ryan Blaney and the number 12 Ford Mustangs. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? Doing great this morning. How are you guys doing? We are well. We are well. It wasn't a uh, it wasn't a a, a uh, nervous roval for you, locking yourself into the round of eight. But um, just kind of describe uh, the, the the last round and 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 that win at Talladega and and just where you guys are at performance wise as we as we start to look at that round of eight. Yeah, obviously, um, you know, I think we knew coming into the season that the speedways were going to be um, certainly our biggest opportunity to to go out and get wins with. Uh, the way everything kind of shook out with the you know changes between all the manufacturers and whatnot, um, and and you know we were we were good last year on the speedways and then um, yeah had a little more more speed this year. Um, so we knew you know going into Talladega that all we really needed to do was was execute. We didn't need to do anything special, um, and we were obviously able to do that. And, and it took a lot of pressure off for sure for the Roval. Um, you know our road course program has been kind of kind of up and down. Uh, I feel like we've definitely you know, started to, to turn the corner, but certainly was, was nice to not have to kind of rely on that. 
Um, so we were able to kind of go and, and maybe try a couple different things at the Roval that, that we wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Uh, and then just kind of, you know, try to call the race to, to go and get, um, you know, stage points or, or stage wins, I guess I should say, if possible. And, and, you know, try to run a little different strategy. Uh, we did, and that kind of, kind of bit us there, but we were certainly in a position to, to do that. So, um, yeah, glad we're, we're uh, moving on to the next round. So, uh, you know, winning at Talladega, what well, everybody talks about it, but what does that afford you in the ability to be to, to better prepare yourself going to Vegas? What does that extra week look like? What does what does it allow you to get it forward on? Yeah, any, anytime you can, you know, win the the first or second race uh, in a round, it, it, it allows you to, you know, not not spend a lot of time obviously on the the remaining races and Vegas, especially with it being a West Coast race. You, you lose a day of, uh, of prep with the car that you don't normally have. So we were able to kind of finish up our, our Roval car really on, um, gosh, pretty early on, on Wednesday, I would say last week. And then, um, really just, just focus, uh, start making decisions on, on what we want to do for Vegas. So it definitely just buys you a, a couple of extra days of prep. And, and certainly, like I said, for a West coast race, it's, it's even more time with the car. I'm- I'm curious where you're at on your intermediate program, okay? I've got mixed results here, okay? You're 13th to Vegas in the spring, 9th at Darlington. You won the Coca-Cola 600. Um, and we've talked about the arrow changes, the Ford package and the Ford program. What's your thoughts? Where do you feel like you guys are now? We have Vegas and we have Homestead both coming up the first two races of this round. Yeah, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. We've definitely been um, been up and down with our – uh, intermediate program. Um, you know, I think last year we were able to show up, um, with, for lack of a better term, I guess, just, you know, fairly generic, uh, setups, um, and, and have good speed. And I think this year with, um, with not quite the raw speed, you, you have to maybe branch out a little bit and, and do things that are a little bit more unique from, from track to track to, to try to make speed. So, we've kind of been experimenting, you know, through the year with, with what we need to do that. Um, you know, we've had to be more aggressive, uh, on the smoother tracks to, to try to make speed. Uh, we've been, been really good. I would say at the rougher tracks this year, um, obviously been able to win Charlotte. Uh, I think, you know, Charlotte and Vegas definitely share a lot of similarities. So we're, we're hopeful that we can kind of build off of that and, and have good speed this weekend. Yeah, it was going to be my question is the Coke 600. I, I feel like Charlotte's probably the roughest racetrack we go to as a, as a series and Vegas is a close second. Um, do, do you still feel like the Charlotte stuff, even though it's back in May, it has some influence on where you are? And, and talk about the challenges that Vegas brings because different lanes have different bumps, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, uh, obviously, I think, you know, some of what we did at Charlotte, uh, you know, still applies. Um, but like you said, it's definitely been a few months, uh, you know, all the teams have been learning. Um, but, but if you really look back, we haven't been to a lot of other mile and a half, um, since then it's, it's only been, um, Kansas and Texas. Um, so, you know, really only have two races of additional information to kind of build off of. So, um, so we'll, we'll definitely take that information. Like you said, the, the, uh, the lanes at, uh, Vegas are, are, the bumps are different for sure. Um, I think that was a strength that we've had in our cars the last, uh, 
last couple of times there is, is we were able to get through the bottoms bottom and turn one and two really well. It's, uh, it's definitely rougher on that end. And I think, um, that allows you to qualify well, uh, make good speed on the, you know, first few laps of a run and, and, um, you know, be able to pass pretty well. So we'll focus on trying to carry that over. And, and I want to, I want to go back. You talked a little bit about the smoother tracks and being more aggressive. Uh, Texas qualified, I don't know, 24th, 5th, 6th, someplace back there. You made, I, I thought, I thought calls of the race. You put yourself gutsy calls, uh, put yourself, got yourself track position, uh, a stay out call, a two tire call, not waiting on fuel, uh, got yourself up in the top seven and you guys kind of hung there. Um, are there, are there strategy calls like that that come available in this round or the bumpiness and the, and the tire degradation we see at, at Homestead, do they kind of become more straightforward? Yeah, I think uh, it's a little bit more straightforward at Vegas. I think in general, kind of what we've seen with this car over the last couple of years is that like any racetrack that you go to that has uh, a couple of lanes, um, I think the, the car races really well. You're able to run side by side pretty well, but um, you know, really hard to pass at a lot of the, the one groove tracks. And I think a lot of the race at Texas, um, you know, without them kind of treating the track, um, a lot of it was kind of, you know, one lane racing. So we were able to be, like you said, pretty aggressive with the strategy, knowing that it was going to be hard to pass so by the, by the end of the race at Texas, it kind of widened out and there were two grooves. Um, I think that, that really kind of came to us as, as I think Ryan kind of works the, the higher lane at, at Texas, um, as good as anyone. Um, but yeah, I think Vegas will be a little bit different. It's a little bit easier to pass there. When we look at these rounds of this playoffs and, and Todd's always described round one is the base hit round round two with the Roval and Talladega is kind of crazy, kind of chaos, try to get what you can get you know, do that. This is far more traditional, two intermediates and a, and a short track of Martinsville. What is, what do you need to do to execute? Obviously a win at any of these races moves you on, but despite that, where, where do you need to be? Do you, do you have benchmarks that you need to do over this round to, to get yourself into the next round if you have to go in on points? Yeah, I, I haven't spent a lot of time, you know, studying the numbers, to be honest. We're, we're just going to go out and try to yeah. race the best we can, um, you know, each of these three weeks. I, I do think, um, you know, it's certainly possible that with um, just three, three pretty good races, I think, uh, you know, three top tens, you're, you're probably okay with decent stage, stage points. I think if you can get, certainly get a couple, couple top fives and a top ten, uh, I think you'll be in really good shape. So certainly don't have to go and, and win. And, um, you know, they're, they're tracks that are, that are, they've been good for us in the past for sure at times. So, um, I definitely don't think it's a, a monumental task for us to, to get in on points. Yeah. And you, you talk about it and you, you bring that. And, and as you look at those numbers, you, you, you kind of alluded, but I want to build off of it. It's not just the finishing positions. It's what you gain for total points, right? The, the, the stages bring so much to it that, you can't just hammer out three top tens and and be absent through the through the stages. If you can nail yourself some decent stage points, which you've done at different places pretty well, um, that that can really kind of buffer you forward, can it? Yeah, absolutely. We're uh, you know looking at each and every opportunity that, that points are on the table. We'll be we'll be trying to get them. Yeah, no doubt. You're sitting up there. We see you're at Team Penske at your race shop up there. Last year, we went to Las Vegas, and, and, and Paul Wolf did it, got the win out there at Las Vegas. Um, how, how does this work now, though, with you being the sole survivor 
up at Team Penske. How does it work for you guys among the teams being the the, the lone playoff driver up there? Yeah, it's, um, uh, you know, everybody kind of jumps in, um, I would say, across the teams. Um, everybody is kind of looking out for our needs and, and um, things that, you know, we're interested in. I, you know, I think they'll run, um, you know, they'll run setups that are, certainly very similar and, and try things that, um, you know, we might be able to, to apply, uh, you know, to our car throughout the weekend. It's, it's really hard in this format anymore with only, you know, 20 minutes of practice, yeah. you only get a couple changes in. So if you can um, get a couple more changes in from your teammates and, and try to get some additional information, um, it's, it's incredibly helpful. So, and, and they all kind of realize the situation. And like I said, everybody's kind of all hands on deck to, to help us out. So and you talk about that's that's interesting and, and really that 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 20 minute practice does limit how many things you can change from the setup you've got to start with. How is the collaboration between you guys and in and, 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 uh, and all the prep work getting up to it? I know you say you unload pretty similar, but is there are, are they giving stuff? Is it kind of all together or are they just following you guys lead? Uh, I think we're all it's probably a mixture, honestly. I mean, um, we've we've had things that have worked for us that haven't necessarily, you know, worked, uh, for Joey. Um, and I, I talk about Joey the most, he's certainly the, the strongest teammate we have. And, and, um, you know, is, is gonna, we're going to lean on him as much as, as anyone else. Um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of a mixture for sure. They're definitely, um, you know, open and, and nobody's hiding their opinions and thoughts on, on, um, you know, what, what we all think we need to, to go and, and be better. Um, just kind of pull all that information together and, and put our best foot forward. Fascinating stuff. It really, truly is. The round of eight is upon us, and it starts off this week at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Final question for you here, Jonathan, as we look at things. I, I, I want to go, I, I know you're focused on this year and this season, but since the last time we've talked to a crew chief on this program, the 2024 schedule come out, okay? And right smack dab in the middle of it is the Olympic break. What is that like for a team? You guys are all wore out. Everyone's tired. You had one whole weekend off this year. When you see that on the schedule, what's the anticipation like? What does that mean for a race team and a race shop? Yeah, just, you know, for anybody that's in the sport, um, you know, we're, we're used to the, to the grind for sure. Um, so, yeah, to have the opportunity to have, you know, two consecutive weekends off certainly allows anybody um, – anybody in the series to go and, and do something in the, in the middle of summer that really hadn't been able to do for, uh, you know, for some people, uh, you know, 10, 15 years. Um, obviously there, there was, uh, we've had that scenario once before, uh, with the Olympics, but, um, yeah, it's, it's certainly, you know, allows people to plan trips and, and getaways that, uh, they haven't been able to do. So I, I know I'm looking forward to it and, and everybody else is as well. It's a long way down the road, I know, but boy, when I saw, when we found the dates of the schedule, all of a sudden my mind starts wandering as to what's going to happen, where are we going, you know, so fun stuff. Jonathan, we appreciate your time joining us here today. We wish you well this week at, uh, at Las Vegas and on throughout the rounds. Uh, we'll see what happens, but thanks for joining us here on Crew Call. Thanks for having me. You got it. That's Jonathan Hassler, crew chief for Ryan Blaney up at Team Penske. Stay with us. More Crew Call in just a moment. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, 
the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. Todd Gordon and Steve Post here. Great to catch up with Jonathan Hassler, and it is going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, yeah, as topsy-turvy as the round of 12 was with Talladega and the Roval in it, we go very traditional NASCAR racing with this round, Todd. Kind of what's your, what's your sense? What do, what, what, what do the teams need to do now? Winning, of course, but what's everyone need to start doing here as we start to whittle this thing down? Win at Las Vegas. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, win at I, Las I think, Vegas. I think Paul Wolf and Joey Logano showed that, that there's, a, there's a benefit to winning Las Vegas last year. I actually, you know what? I actually want to go back because um, A.J. Allmendinger this past week, yep. He talked about this with Matt Swiderski. They, about two or three weeks ago, just zoned in on the Roval. I was listening to Swiderski on the morning drive on Sirius on, uh, on Tuesday. Uh, yeah. And uh, he said for the last month, the last they dedicated month. an hour a week of the simulator time to developing the Roval program. See, exactly. So the, because they knew this was where they could come, their best chance. And so they they focused on that. But, so, but winning Vegas so for for one of those eight teams gives you you don't need to worry about you. You can actually and, and Jonathan talked a little bit about it. But if Jonathan and Ryan were able to go win Vegas, you can tell Paul Wolf. You do the prep work for my Homestead car and my Martinsville car. Right. Whatever you do, I'm just going to copy and paste, put it in. We're going we're gonna to get to see how Ryan and Joey are, you know, in the same stuff. We're going to do that. I'm going to focus forward on Phoenix. Right. The, the other thing, and then, and then we talk about these next two races, you're not in the nightmare of stage points. Nope. The nightmare of race calls. You can, you, you're loose. You, yes. you, you very well could go win another one of these races because you're just loose. You're just out there. It's like, well, let's just try to get a trophy. Well, and, and, and Ryan had a good run at Phoenix in the spring. Yeah, and Ryan was the best car at phoenix last last year, year. i mean, if he's a playoff contender he i'll say it he yeah, wins the race right brian was better than joey right but yes absolutely race with etiquette and right. and and was smart about how he did it but was really good there the caveat especially for the playoffs here and this doesn't just go for for the 12 team this goes for everybody we go to phoenix with a different arrow package than we've had in the spring race there in the spring race we didn't have the low down force pack well, that didn't come out until we went to Coda. So you're having extra time to prepare is going to let you kind of go down the path because it's a different package going to Phoenix. It's not just building off of what your package was in the spring race. It's, it's okay, let's take some of the spring race, but what has all of this arrow changes done to that? And what can we do to accommodate that? Having that extra time, the guy that wins this weekend mm -hmm. is in a even, I think, an even bigger advantage than they were last year. Yeah, because of the new rules package out, mm -hmm. of, out of Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. Actually, one of those things that I don't think everybody totally gets or thinks about. Yeah, I've talked to crew chiefs that didn't even put a lot together. Yeah. Because they're, so, because well, they're, they're so focused, focused. They have on the here be. and now. Right. They haven't gotten the, they, they haven't had the yeah, broadcaster's they, view that they can stand back. Well, at yeah, absolutely. Their, their, their Rolades and Tums are all about what's going on at Vegas and yes. what was going on at the Roval and what yes. was going on at Talladega. Yes. Yeah, they're not out that far yet. But, no. But I, I look at it. You know, from the from the thirty thousand foot if, level. If one of those eight teams wins, they're going to be out that far. They they will, and they get an advantage because the guy that has to win at Martinsville Ugh. to get through now has, as as Hassler alluded to here, 
with Vegas, you've got to ship the, the cars have to leave earlier. You lose a day of, of prep time, right? Because you've got you've got transporters running across the country. Yep, absolutely. Phoenix is the same way. So you come back from Martinsville, you've you got know. a short week going to Phoenix. So so if you have to wait until after Martinsville to really focus on Phoenix, you have to focus on it in a day shorter week. Right. It's huge. Getting that win at Vegas is big. Homestead's pretty big. Martinsville, it gets you through, gets but you your through. prep time's not what that guy that, that won guy the first won. one. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how this weekend plays out. It'll be interesting to see how Jonathan and Ryan do. I, I've, I, obviously, I was Ryan's crew chief for a couple of years. I've got a lot of time at Team Penske. Hassler is, is phenomenally intelligent. Yeah. Um, you know, great calls at Texas to put himself in position. Um, they, you know, had a penalty and, and lost that back. But uh, um, it'll be interesting to see how they play out. Ryan's really good out there at Vegas. Mm-hmm. I, I, I cost him a win out there. I pitted him from the lead. Uh, Joey stayed one, out and won a race. One of those, one of those, well, one of those, one of those, uh, when, when the, when the leader does something, everyone else Everybody does else the opposite. Does yeah. Else, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. I was worried about Alex Bowman. So us and Alex Bowman came down pit road. Joey just said, thank you. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Joey Legato taking advantage of an opportunity and winning another race. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Ryan's really good there. And, and yeah. you know, his, his, as, as Jonathan alluded to those places that you run off the racetrack, he's, he's pretty good. Um, be interesting to see what Jonathan and Ryan do. It's a fascinating round, fascinating eight drivers uh, with William Byron, Rudy Fugel, Martin Truex Jr., James Small, Denny and Chris, um, Cliff Daniel and Kyle Larson, Chris Buescher. Man, I love this story. I love you. They keep slugging it out. You could pick anybody out of the eight. And I can, I mean, it's easy for me. And I'll, Sirius asked us to do it before the playoffs laid out. And my championship four are are pretty generic. Yeah, it's. it's I, I actually picked Martin to win a championship, and I don't think that that's out of grasp. I know that he's had a really soft playoff to this point, but look for them to come back to a couple mile and a half to see where they get back to. But Martin, Denny, William, and Kyle. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty straightforward. But I could make an argument for Chris Busher with the run that he had coming into playoffs. It's been a little subdued now, but with Brad out, the whole RFK focus Same is thing. going to be on the on the seventeen, much like. You know, yeah. Jonathan Hassler here and Ryan, the whole Team Penske program's behind yeah. them. So, when we talked to Adam Stevens last week, he talked about that. Right. Having multiples in doesn't allow you to build the best bullet because you have to share. Right. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, Christopher, Christopher Bell, walk-off win at Martinsville Chris, last year. Yeah, Christopher, if I, if I, at the beginning of these playoffs, beginning of this year, and probably even the beginning of the playoffs, I think Christopher Bell is, is maybe who I have to win the championship. At the beginning of the year, I had Christopher Bell as my championship yep. winner. Hmm, and, and and by the way, we haven't talked about Tyler Reddick, who's just been on fire and Jeez. going to Homestead. Yeah. Oh, I mean, gosh. if you go to Homestead and the last digit on your car isn't five and it might not have one in front of it or it might have a four in front of it. Right. Exactly. Kyle Larson and Tyler Reddick. I mean, those two guys those two up guys. against the wall are going to yeah, be phenomenal. Absolutely. So, so going to be fascinating. It really, truly is. The round of eight kicks off this weekend at Las Vegas. Saturday, the Xfinity Series is there for the Elsco Uniforms 302, and Sunday, it's the South Point Casino 400. Performance Racing Network has all of the coverage. Uh, we have a lot going on here at MRN. NASCAR Live, our Tuesday night tradition, NASCAR Live wide open, NASCAR Coast to Coast, Wing Nation, and of course, Crew Call, and we appreciate you checking out all of our content and coverage here on the Motor Racing Network. We appreciate Jonathan Hassler joining us here on the program. For Todd Gordon, I'm Steve Post. More important, though, than all of that, thank you for joining us here this time on MRN's Crew Call.